Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll with us three to five today, as always. Aaron Sexton, our buddy Pete Souza, joining us now. And Pete was on the call for uh, Baylor and uh, Texas State. And Pete Drake was just off air making the point. It's. I think we were excited to have you on the call. The only problem uh, is you now become always associated with one of the one of the worst moments in uh, the last decade of Baylor athletics, certainly Baylor football. So there's that going for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it sounded a lot better coming back. And, you know, I love the Who. Listening to that, and then you say the name Drake Toll, Toll and my skin kind of crawls. So kind of <laughs> Selling back in right now. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's we get that a lot, Pete. And um, he's uh, Drake's my he's, man. Drake's my man. Pete, I have never called a Baylor upset of uh, Texas State, so that the only one of us here has done that. Well, I'm I, I'm I'm big. I'm huge in San Marcos, and if you guys have ever been there, <laughs> that's a pretty awesome place to go. Yeah, and uh, Pete's been known to float down that river, enjoy that uh, that life out there. And Pete, uh, that, that was uh, by the way, it was a good call. I really, uh, you and your Thank partner you. there had a nice chemistry, and you're both both have really good voices. And it's just interesting to me. I like a broadcast when the two are just having a conversation a little bit, and y'all were good at it. It was I don't know how often you'd ever done a uh, a game with him. But it actually, I thought you all worked really nicely together to the point where I'm like, wait, that's Pete, isn't it? That's Pete. And so I kind of liked, um, I kind of liked the flow of that. Now I didn't like the flow of the ball game. Pete, calling that, when did you kind of finally get the, get the feeling, uh oh? Because y'all were saying on air, hey, this team's come to win. But he, but Pete, in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, Baylor will right the ship. And, and eventually get in control of this football game. Um, was it after that 50-yard touchdown run? What what was the point of the game where you kind of truly thought to yourself, uh-oh, but Baylor is in some serious trouble here? Well, first first thing I want to backtrack, L.D. McLean was the analyst, and he is he's awesome, right? I want to make sure um, we mention him because, boy, he is smooth. He's easy to work with. He's up in your neck of the woods. Uh, North Texas dude, and he was super cool. The game, obviously, for Baylor fans, not so cool. I'm not a crystal ball guy. I- I'm not sitting here like I'm a prognosticator. But earlier in the day, when we all saw TCU upset Colorado, and TCU with so many of those FCS transfers, now much different situation, right? Uh, Texas State and TCU, but Texas State with 53 transfers, I think Colorado. Uh, is probably, I don't know, 70-something. They're the only team in college football that has more transfers um, than Texas State. And they have a lot of FCS transfers, as does Texas State, guys coming over from UIW. And I remember thinking, wow, like maybe it's not that huge of an advantage because the guys coming over from UIW were studs. And I remember Kenny saying earlier to us on the phone when we were having our coaches' meetings, he said, I really like – my offensive line. We have four guys coming over from UIW. And he said, I really like this group. That's the one group where I thought, wow, Baylor can really beat them up up front and take control of the game. But the moment he said that, 
So now we go back to before the game. It's the long answer to your question. I remember thinking, wow, this is interesting. You know, we got the FCS guys who were playing well. That was that afternoon I'm watching that. And I remember thinking, he told us he really liked his O-line, and that's where I figured they would get exploited. And then the moment in the game was when T.J. Finley, uh, the Bobcats quarterback, kind of escaped trouble uh, and threw out of the pocket on the run to uh, the guy Davenport, their running back, mm-hmm. making a leap and grab. And it's one of those moments, and you guys get this because you're around it a lot, where the stadium gets so quiet and you could hear just about anything. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, oh, wow, this is serious. Because in my heart of hearts, I always want to see Baylor do well. But as my job as a guy calling the game, it's right down the middle. And I was super excited about some of the guys on Texas State and their attack. Mm-hmm. So coupled with that stuff pregame that I'd heard, and then that touchdown in particular, I was like, oof, this is going to get interesting. And then I was surprised, I don't know what you guys thought, about Baylor's inability to really make a serious run yeah. back at these guys. I was like, wow, I thought they'd have a little bit more fight offensively and some kind of fireworks where they would make this a one-score game or a field goal game, and it didn't happen. Yeah, Pete, first for me, congratulations on signing a contract with ESPN to call games this season. Uh, I've I've listened to you for the last couple of years now, and it's just your story, everything. Always so proud to be associated with you when I am and and happy to have you on the show today. When it comes to to the way Texas takes, everybody makes this case now. I'm starting to hear this case of, oh, yeah, 53 transfers, new players. Baylor couldn't scheme. They they didn't have enough film to go off of. They didn't know what they were going to get. Look, Pete, Baylor got whipped on the offensive line and the defensive line. It it was Jimmy's and Joe's, not just the X's and O's here. How much weight do you put on the transfers, and how much weight do you put on Texas State just being the better team on Saturday? Well, I don't think that Baylor's coaching staff got out-schemed. I agree with you there. And I think talking to them, it was interesting enough coming up to that week and then that Friday when you get a chance to meet with coaches – they talked about, hey, we're watching Utah uh, Utah Tech, I think it was, where Joey Hobart went. Or some of these small schools, that they watched individual film of all these different players and all these different defensive linemen. So I think you could only out-scheme a team so much. Like you said, Texas State has some real talent. They just do. And, and there's guys where Kukini had followed since he was – almost still playing football. I mean, he mentioned a couple guys that he had been on his radar. You know, I recruited this guy when he was at Hawaii. And then when he was in junior college, I kept in touch with him. And then I saw he hopped in the portal. He told a story about TJ Finley, the guy from LSU. He said, Finley hopped in the portal on a Sunday night. And he got his, got his phone number somehow, some way, right away. And he said he called him that night, that Sunday, scheduled a visit that Wednesday with him. And, you know, he said he got off the phone on a Sunday night doing fist pumping. Like, you know, I'm basically I'm looking forward to making this place a cool place to come to school and play football. And then Finley commits that Wednesday, cancels all his other big visits to schools like Houston and other Power Five schools and commits to San Marcos. And I think that those dominoes started to fall. And it lends to your point. They started to fall in the spring um, and even Mm -hmm. in the summer in some cases. And guys – we're kind of like, okay, well, let's go here. You always hear that, right? Like when LeBron goes to play for the Miami Heat, you know, here come Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Like people kind of follow the leader. And I think the leader ultimately was Kenny, but he got some big names come to that program. 
So it comes down to the Jimmys and Joes, like you're saying. Texas. Yeah, State, but uh, I see some guys that can play. I I would say that I think the that GJ Kenny they absolutely outscheme Baylor. I I I agree. I love those players. Joe Dirt, as y'all were calling him, that nickname. Yeah. I love it. I love some of the catches that he made. Ashton uh, Hawk, Ash, Ashton Hawkins. We talked about him yeah. some. But I I I gotta say they walked into McLean, and that's why the players have to respond, but also the coaches. Everybody got embarrassed because the coaches yeah. flat out got embarrassed. I mean, you got a huge defensive head coach, and G.J. Kenny walked in there, and whatever his plan was, whether it was the O-line or his players, whatever you want to call it, Baylor never had an answer for him. And I, I hear what you're saying, Pete. It's kind of, that's what I was amazed, too. When's Baylor going to punch back? And they, yeah. they, they kind of hit back with a couple of jabs, but boy, there was never a big punch, right? It was just kind of like, well, let's let's try to hang around with Texas State for goodness sakes. And we may not be able to say that about Texas State much longer because they may haul off and win about ten games. I certainly hope they do. By the way, after what they did to uh, Baylor, talking to Pete Souza, ESPN broadcaster, who did this game the other day. Pete, it's going to be fun to see what Sawyer Robertson is able to do you saw him in limited action the other day he had some good things he obviously made a mistake fumbled on that one but we had his high school coach on earlier he's an exciting tremendous leader seems to be great off the field in the in the locker room and all but from just the little you saw from him the other day I got to think this becomes I hate it for Blake Shapin because he played well but this becomes Somewhat of a, and it could be a, a, a nice advantage for the Bears. These, they're going to spend the week having to watch old Coronado tape to get ready for Sawyer Robertson. I, I think Sawyer Robertson could give this team the shot in the arm it needs. How, what do you think about that? I think you're right, and I think that the football season is so long, and we, we get myopic because that's what being a fan and being the, the game to game, especially in college and NFL football and high school uh, is so exciting. We, we get a chance to freak out for six days about what we saw on a particular day of the week. That being said, I think we've been around too many college football seasons and too many teams who get a guy like Sawyer Robertson, who is a highly sought after high school football recruit. Nobody knows better than you guys, especially after talking to his coach today. And by the way, I heard that it was awesome. And he ends up, Coming into the game, I think, like you said, he'll, or coming into the situation, he will. He's a bit of a mystery for the opposition, but he also could be. I mean, this is and don't. This is an incredible leap here, but I just did it with LeBron James, so I'm not going to stop. You know the Tom Brady thing. I mean, huh. you just never know what a new quarterback who gets his mojo going can do for for a program or an organization. So there is a, there's a lot of excitement, and, and like you. I'm an, I'm an optimist, so there's excitement around Robertson. The one thing I'll say, um, I mean, the one thing that I can say from Saturday that I was up close and personal and saw, because I don't know him inside and out like some of you guys do, I was a little concerned when he took over, when Chapin was injured, and they didn't, he didn't throw. I know he's a, an athletic, running, durable quarterback. I was surprised how conservative were or they were with him. Matt Grimes was as far as him throwing the football. Uh, and then I was also a little surprised that Chapin came right back in, oh, uh, yeah. bandaged and bloodied. 
I was like, wow, they really, they either really want to get shaken back in there or they really have seen something so far in camp or that they don't love about Robertson. That surprised me a little. Yeah, Pete, I, to me, it, it almost seemed optically like Shapin was the guy. As long as they could keep Shapin healthy, that, healthy that, that's who they needed in the game. That, was, that seemed to be the urgency from the coaching staff. So now going with Sawyer all the way this week, I'm interested to see how much they unleash this playbook they're going to have to to beat Utah. But I want to go a bit around the Big 12 here because Baylor wasn't the only one who took an embarrassing loss. TCU, three touchdown favorites. Texas Tech playing a, an inferior Wyoming team. Both those teams go down. That that takes a little bit of the brunt off of how bad this loss was for Baylor. How surprised were you to look across the league and see what I consider a pretty disappointing weekend in the Big 12? Well, you mentioned TCU. I, I was shocked. and I'm very excited to see Colorado playing well. I think it's a, it kind of gives some real juice to college football. And I try not to get too wrapped up in the transfers and you know, I'm I'm a I'm a kid who grew up loving Deion Sanders, and I think it's super interesting and exciting what he's doing. Uh, I, so that surprised me. I think, and, and and the fact that it was such an incredible game really surprised me. What didn't surprise me was Texas Tech losing at Wyoming. I've been to Wyoming. Uh, it's a tough place to play. You're like a hundred million feet off the earth, uh, and so uh, guys aren't used to that. And I, I when I saw that on the schedule after Texas Tech had such a great year last year, and Joey. McGuire did such a good job. I, I looked at their schedule and I said, well, that's odd. Like, that's going to be a tough game. Yeah. I, I don't care who. You're right. Like, on paper, they are inferior. But that is a tough trip to start off your season with. That, that was not out of the question, them dropping that game. I was less surprised with them losing than I was with TCU dropping it and some of the other disappointments we saw around the league. And I'm bummed because I, I love Coach McGuire. I, I want to see – and I, I think it's super fun when Texas Tech is good. It was awesome last year. Yeah, I uh, – they're, they're still, though, could – Baylor and Tech, it's all out there in front of them. But it, it is interesting, isn't it, Pete, to watch like Tech, their main NIL guy – uh, huge money guy, one of those oil and gas um, uh, guys, uh, Cody Hall, I think it is, have to get out and make a statement. Hey, let's don't give up on Coach. We still believe. And and Baylor's having to kind of rally people this week. I mean, the fans, on one hand, you know, I, people go, are, are they overreacting? The, the good news is, Pete, you don't want people not to care, right? you you got to exactly. temper that, and you can't, like, Mac Rhodes can't base decisions on, oh, somebody on a message board or on the Mosley show is upset. But at the same time, you want people upset. You can't, you can't go out. You can't roll out there and get beat by Texas State and, uh, and then try to pretend everything's okay. Um, I was trying to see who Texas State, by the way, had this coming. Uh, they got, this they coming. got uh, I think, UTEP. UTSA. 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 No, UTSA. 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 Yeah, UTSA. Which, what by the a, way, uh, oh, yeah. Wells coached DJ Kenny in high school. So there's like an interesting dynamic there. Mm. That's super exciting. You mentioned the Mac Rhodes thing uh, and the vote of confidence given by the big NIL guy in Lubbock. Look, yeah. Mac Rhodes is Mac Rhodes because he doesn't react rashly. And I'm, I am Pete Souza because I'm waiting to go get – uh, my dog, some dog food outside of the, the <laughs> HEB on Valley Mills here in Waco. Like there's, I, I don't look for Mac Rhodes or anybody of his ilk to go pressing the panic button. Dave Aranda is a special guy and a special coach. And I, I, I think 
the players will continue to buy in. Here's what I see as a very positive opportunity is Utah coming to town, ranked nationally, playing in an early game at 11 a.m. in your backyard, and you've got a chance to come out and punch them in the mouth. And, and there is some real opportunity to flip this, this dismay and this doubt on its ear at 11 o'clock on Saturday in McLean. So I have, I, I, if I'm coach Aranda, right. I mean, Matt Powers, your defensive coordinator, that was the first game he ever called as a defensive yeah. coordinator. So you could say, okay, maybe he was out schemed. You know, maybe he was like, I'm not Vince Lombardi, but it was his first game calling plays as a college coach. You know, hopefully he improves, right? Yeah. Like, like hopefully this team gets better and hopefully they can rally around Sawyer Robertson. I, I think we'll probably learn a little bit what these guys, how they feel about Robertson. Right. I mean, because the, the ultimate leader, you know, commands that ultimate passion and respect. And we've seen that with, and we saw it with Chapin. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he's not going to be around and healthy enough to get on the field and try to cash in on that. Now, Pete, before we get to let you go, I, 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 I love the ESPN Pete Souza, the contract ESPN Pete Souza. My first affinity was KWTX Pete Souza. So I, I need that Pete Souza for this one. We're going to let you in the locker room on Saturday to talk to the team before Utah. What's the Pete Souza pregame speech? Oh, the, the, the pregame speech for that is you know who you are. The, Taylor has an identity. We are a team who knows who they are, and that, that equals integrity. So it's not time to panic. It's time for us to take, like I said, what an opportunity. I mean, what an opportunity to get off the schneid, but to play a top 25 team at home yeah. coming off that loss. I mean, the best part about basketball, like the NBA or baseball, is you can get off the hook pretty quickly if you bounce back with, with a win. In college football, like, if Baylor had two other, you know, if Long Island comes in next week, yeah, it's nice. You kind of get your confidence back. But at the same time, it's like, geez, like, are we still any good? Or maybe you struggle with Long Island. You get to find out, uh, remind people who you are and what you're about right away, which is exciting on national TV. That's, that's a heck of an opportunity. All right, there he goes. I mean, he's ESPN. KWTX, I mean, I he put that hat on real quick again. Uh, always good to hear from Pete. Pete, are you a science diet, Nutrisource? Uh, do you, you kind of go with the real expensive kind of uh, food, or are you kind of like an IMS or something? What's that? For your dog, Pete? This is a dog conversation. Yeah, is that? You, no, I thought you were getting dog dog. food. No, no, we're, look, look. There's a Purina factory right up there near Gatesville, right? We just say we keep a blue collar. We stick with our roots, yeah. <laughs> no free ads. All right, no. Pete, um, we appreciate it. We'll be watching all season. Uh, keep up the good work and tell your partner I was uh, complimenting him, okay? And I've and I've, I've I've made some notes in case he wants to hear from me. I've made a few notes, but I was I I was uh, thought y'all did a great job. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you guys. I think very highly of both of you. Maybe I don't know. I'm still working on Drake, but. Thanks, Pete. Legend, so thank you very much. I appreciate it. There he goes, Pete. I think that was, uh, I think it was important for him to clarify that there are levels of respect that he has for the show. But no, we both uh, enjoy, and Aaron does too. Uh, Pete Souza, ESPN football, basketball, does a little bit of everything. Does a lot of Baylor sports as well. Uh, you've seen him on ESPN Plus. All right, 